We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call now and leave a message at 905-529-7165. Or you can check out the website, andyanddon.com, andyanddon, all one word, dot com. There you can listen to old shows and ask a question via the listener inquiry button. Andy Lister, Don Fox in the studio with us now. Good morning, gentlemen. Good Great morning, to see Scott. You all. Good morning, Scott. Great to see you. All right. How to, uh, how to have a a great retirement, a positive yes. retirement. Or even an, an optimistic retirement. An enjoyable, optimistic <laughs> retirement. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting. Andy and I, every time we do a financial plan for people, we do what we call a stress test. Right. And we take a look, okay, what if you live to 100? What if there's a market correction? Um, what if interest rates go down? What if interest rates go up? You know, there's so many different pitfalls. Um, what about the sequence of return risk? If, you know, there's some bad years earlier and then good years later. Can't predict the world. We can't. But at the same time, you know, what if we flipped that over and said, okay, because we don't want to really just have a whole truckload of money and save in case Mm -hmm. for everything. Mm -hmm. We want people to have a great retirement and optimistic retirement and and live for in case everything goes well. Yeah. So it's interesting because, like I said, we, we look for what if we're in long-term care? What if inflation rates go up? There's so many things we, we stress all the time when we're doing a plan. But every so often, we like to sit back and say, okay, we got to spend some money. Yeah. Things are growing too well here. I can't wait for that time. <laughs> so again, what if you got a windfall? What yeah. if you got an inheritance? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what ends up happening is it could lead to a lot of excess wealth. So you're sitting there and you're planning for all the things that might happen, mm. but there's not, it's not a great chance all those things could happen. Right. But you want to plan for it because nobody wants to run out of money. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest fear that drives everybody. What if I run out of money? But what if you have way too much money? We're not, spe- we're not planning for that. So it's kind of interesting. If you took a 4% payout and you're 65 years old, and if you lived a 30-year retirement, so it actually doesn't matter if when you retired. If you're 60, you live to 90. Right. Okay, if you're 65, live to 95. There's a 10% chance your wealth could be six times greater in 30 years. Mm-hmm. You'd end up with way too much money. Mm. And so here you are under living for so many of those years. You're not yeah. living life to the fullest because you're playing the just in case game sure. the whole time. And so who ends up winning out of this? Uh, probably the government. Yeah. Because you end up saving a whole bunch and then there's a big giant capital gain at 53 and a half percent, or you know, that's the bracket you'd be in. You'd only pay half that in capital gains, but uh, your cottage, of course, would be taxed then. There's the RSPs that would be taxed at 53 and a half percent, be in risks at that time. So at the end of the day, you, you're saving a lot of money and there'll be a huge tax bill at the end. And I hate to see the government get half of that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, okay, your beneficiaries, you know, they, uh, they're gonna get one heck of a windfall. Not the end of the world, but boy, it would have been nice to do that world trip you were planning on, but you just didn't know you had enough money. Right. Okay. Or maybe you wanted that better car. Ah, you know what? This this one's okay. Mm-hmm. What happens? We get past this. And next thing you know is we're at a certain age and I don't really have the energy to do that stuff anymore anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I don't really care about those cars anymore. And it's funny how people change. So what we like to do is just try to have a realistic view of things. So... Right now, 4% is designed to present you, uh, prevent you from running out in case of disasters, but there's a 10% chance that you'll end up with less than what you started with. Hmm. Just a 10% chance. Hmm. Yeah, there's a 10% chance you'll end up with six times more than you started with. Mm-hmm. 
So it's kind of funny what we all yeah. concentrate on yeah. is the bottom 10%. Nobody's really planning for the top 10. So, and, and with life expectancy, I know everybody's living a little longer. But at the end of the day, and I'm going to go through that in a, in a bit, the probability of how long you live. And so Andy and I, we do what's called a, a Monte Carlo analysis. And what that is, is we look at the sequence of returns. So a, a perfect example, let's say a portfolio averages 6% per year. Mm-hmm. Every year, no problem, tickety-boo. Well, that doesn't mean you should be pulling out 6% per year. Because when they have a negative year, such as last year, right. and let's mm-hmm. say you did a minus 6 last year, you're pulling out money during that year. And that's when the, the, your portfolio is going down, not only by the 6% it went down, but also by the 6% you're pulling out. So it's down 12% in one year. Mm-hmm. And you can't make up for that. So you do have to have a bit of a cushion between what the average rate of return is and the pullout rate, how much you're pulling out in terms of percentage. Now, the other end of it, let's say you said, well, instead of using 4% um, payout rate, we're going to do a 5% payout rate and we're going to adjust that by inflation every year. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, and I don't think most people would play these odds, there's a 25% chance you're going to go broke. Hmm. And you're not going to make it to the 30-year mark. You're going to run out of money somewhere along the line. Even though your investments may have averaged 6%, mm-hmm. you'll end up, because of the sequence of returns, you, there's a one in four chance you will run out of money. Hmm. So we don't want to say, okay, just raise the payout rate. But what you can do is take a look at, okay, well, this has been a, a great year. So let's say the first few years were pretty good. Well, why not give yourself a bonus? Give yourself a bit of a break. It says, well, we've had a few good years. I just retired uh, three years ago, three positive years right in a row. Right, in the, right from the get-go, that's the biggest risk you have is when you first retire, you get into negative years. Mm-hmm. But if you got right into positive years, well, there's a good chance you're going to n- never run out of money. Wow. And you'll have tons. So at the same point, so... Don't be afraid to maximize your fun. And don't re- don't retire during a negative year. Well, that's actually a good point too, you know. <laughs> yes. You're very, very, very true. Because you go back to say 2007, mm-hmm. people put off the retirement. Great idea, okay? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to pull from their investments in what happened in 2007, 2008. Yeah. 2009 turned out to be a great year. Mm-hmm. Started off awful, you know, the first couple months, but then it popped up. What I, what, but that person, the exact same amount of net worth, one retires 2007, one retires 2009, drastically different retirement. Wow. So the one retiring 2009 should pay themselves bonuses to have a lot more fun. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you really want to maximize your fun. That's why you put all this money away anyway. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of funny what got you to the point of having your wealth is what keeps you from spending yeah, yeah, the wealth. It's the discipline. It's the uh, yeah peace of mind and security. Yeah. And you had this discipline all those years to save it. And it's hard to turn off that top. Mm-hmm. Mentally, it's hard. You've, you've got this great habit of putting away money and you love seeing it grow. And it's hard to start pulling it out. Yeah. And I have this struggle with clients all the time. So part of it's kind of interesting. I always say, I joke that I says, I'm a terrible financial planner because I'm trying to get you to spend your money. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it says, by the end of the day, it's, it's more than money. It's about lifestyle, having a great time, mm-hmm. enjoying life because that's what the money was for. Mm-hmm. It's, when you save money, it's delaying gratification. Now, who do you want to delay this for? Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you delaying it so that the government will be happier? Yeah. Because somebody's going to be happy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Or are you delaying this gratification so the kids will be happier? Maybe. Yeah. 
but I, I certainly think some of it should be delayed, that savings should be delayed for your own happiness. Yeah. So kind of interesting. We, are, we, we do have this longevity risk right now. And so there is a, a program that I noticed that came out and it's done by an actuary. And um, I don't have the name right here, but I can get that for you. But the, it's, it's quite an interesting program. Basically, you put your age in there and your spouse's age and your health condition and also if you smoke. So it really gives an idea of what are the chances you're going to live to a certain age. Mm -hmm. So I went through, it's called a Longevity um, Illustrator. So if you just, uh, if you Google the Longevity Illustrator, you'll, you'll come up to this web website. So I put in my wife and I, and we're both 56. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, what's the chance of making it to 65? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, thankfully, it's pretty high. Uh, we would, it's about a 97% chance. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good, good thing. <laughs> it basically, uh, it's a hit by the bus kind of scenario mm. where you might uh, have some kind of unexpected death but Accident. Gen you may, as well just, may as well just spend like drunken sailors yeah, That's right. no kidding have a great time for the next uh, nine years but then it goes down and says well what's the chance go to the other end of living to 100 well leslie's chance of living to 100 is 16 where my chance is nine percent hmm. and that's just based on female versus male right yeah okay because i put in both of us have excellent health mm -hmm. both of us are non-smokers mm -hmm. so everything else was the same other than gender so then I, but the cool thing about this program, it breaks it down even more. So you say, okay, well, what's, what chance of, of lifestyle can you have? So you look at, do you, how much money do you really need? Because there's a chance both of you are going to, the chance of both of you living to a certain age is a lot less than just one of you making it to a certain age. Mm. Okay. So for example. So honey, I'm going to spend the money. You just sit on the couch there. <laughs> there's a, there's a 10, there's only a 10% chance. Both of us will live 38 more years hmm. to 94, 10% chance. Yet there's a 43% chance. One of us will make it to 94. Actually, one, one of us might make it to 97, hmm. 43% chance. And uh, sorry, there's a 10% chance. Uh, the forty-three percent chance that one of both one of us will yeah. make it that far. So it's it's really interesting. So you're you're looking at the chance that you know, somebody's going to be single for a while. Okay, it's just unlikely. So I put that more. So really, you only have to save money for one. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Why are we saving all this money? Because you're going right. to cut the cost somewhere down the road. So in, interesting enough, at age ninety-one, for, as an example, that's uh, thirty-five years from now. There is a. Uh, a 20% chance that both of us will be around at age 91. Yeah. So one in five chance. Mm -hmm. At that exact same age. Will you age, still be my, my financial planner then? Absolutely, Scott. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> now you're the same age as me too. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's a good, that's a that's good bet to have. Yeah, there you we'll go. both be 91. That's, that's good. It. I like that one. At that same time though, what's the chances of just one of us? So both of us, there's a 20% chance that one of us, that both of us make 91. What do you think the chance of that just one of us will make 91? 30. 70. Wow. Yeah. There's a 70% that just one of us will hit 91. And only a 20% chance that both of us will. Hmm. So there's a 50% chance in between those yeah. two that somebody's on a dating site mm. at 91. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 they are definitely single or probably just said, finally, I got peace on by myself. Thank That's God. Right. It's, and so... 
But at the end of the day, this is a, a really powerful program, and it puts it statistically right in front of you what your longevity is. And so I play this game often in the office. If It's, it's called the 100 pennies. And I say, okay, you, you start off with you're going to live to 100, say. Well, then I say, well, how long do you think you'll really live? Well, most people say, say, 90. Mm-hmm. So you take 10 pennies away. So you're now to 90 pennies. And then you say, well, well, how old do you know? Well, 65. Well, you take off another 65 pennies. So now you've got 25 pennies. Well, the last 10 pennies aren't usually good years. You're not spending a lot. Right. So you've got 15 pennies. And those are the years that you can spend your money. And like I said, if you've got 15 years to maximize your fun and you've done everything right, you deserve to maximize your fun. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call now and leave a message. They'll return your call at 905-529-7165. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call them now and leave a message at 905-529-7165 and take a peek at the website, andyanddon.com. You can listen to old shows there and ask a question via the listener inquiry button. Talking about cost versus outcome. Yes, and just uh, just before we get to that, I did find that link. Oh, so there any, it is. Yes, yep. thank you. And uh, <laughs> so, if anybody wanted to Google that site about, um, you know, it's showing the, the longe- longevity illustrator, mm-hmm. just Google how how much can I afford to spend in retirement by Ken Steiner, S T E I N E R, and go. you will get to this U.S. Uh, ac- it's, he, he's a retired actuary, mm-hmm. and he goes through a, a lot of blogs, but in there's. Um, a calculator, and that's where this particular data came from. And he's retired. He's I wonder retired. if he knows exactly the day he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the chances. <laughs> that's it. He's got the percentage. He's got the probability yeah. all figured out. I wonder if that changes how you live your life, literally. Yeah. You know, yeah. being being that aware of what yeah. the statistical odds are. One spouse is a financial planner. The other one does that. Actually, I mean, really, oh, that would be terrible. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Either, now, that would be a Sunday dinner. Uh, either, I said maximize fund, <laughs> not minimize fund. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like finding the sweet spot, right? Exactly yeah. how how much can I spend and how mm. and how quickly be, so that I know I'm not going to run out. Mm-hmm. Depending on how much you want to leave in terms of an estate, True. you know, some people are motivated to leave a large estate, and yeah. that might mean uh, that might mean just foregoing a lot of that and just yeah. you know you're you're still gung ho to increase the value of your net worth over time. And I bet you the kids maximize the fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would in turn. <laughs> they wouldn't be safe. I know I would. Well, you know what I. It's true because I can think of many a story, you know, and uh, clients of ours that have, um, we've either attended funerals that mm-hmm. they've passed away and in talking with their adult children, how many times have you heard them say, you know, I wish mom and dad had just spent more or enjoyed more of Is their money. Right, eh? mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Because. Or maybe we did trips or something together. Yes. One last, exactly. last, whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they begin to, as it, as it unfolds in terms of how much the estate's going to be and what's being passed on to the next generation, they can't help but think, boy, did, did they underlive. Right. Yeah, and then, you know, why have that regret at the yeah. end of the day? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're going back, they'd rather have their parents to hang around with. Yeah. And those memories. Yeah. And this is why, you know. It's actually, in a, in a way, it's actually selfish to underlive because mm. you don't have those those memories and those pictures up in the room mm. of those mm-hmm. good times, mm-hmm. as opposed to you're squirreling away money sitting at home. Yeah, you know, right. not as much fun. Yeah. 
So over the course of the week, we you know, and I we have a lot of respect for our listeners because I think they're they're an intelligent group of people, and obviously, um, in, well, they're listening now. Yeah, they're very <laughs> and they're very you're very interested in learning about uh, finances and how to improve your own financial uh, outcome over the long term as well, and and probably this is if this is the show you're listening to. You're probably also reading and and uh, and paying attention to other right. financial information that's yeah. out there, and so that's great because a lot of times people just you know we're just not interested in it. Yeah. Like a lot of subjects, yeah. it's complex, it's mm. constantly changing, and it, it can be overwhelming for people. Yeah. So, so for those of you that are listening, you're probably already inclined to be more motivated to pay mm-hmm. attention to this stuff, and so that that's fantastic because that means your outcomes are going to be probably better than the average person as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of commercials out there and one of and a number of listeners have asked us, you know, can you, un, can you explain to us or explain to me what, what would be the difference if I was working with you at IG private wealth or versus say a wealth simple or a quest trade. And, and we've, and that's, think, a, that's a, a do it yourself though, is it not? Or, well, that's exactly sort of where this ends up going mm-hmm. is trying to understand the difference between what we would focus on cost versus the outcome. Right. And so <clears throat> in our world, we can offer a low cost uh, situation where people pay very little through ETFs and that type of, uh, of, of investment. Um, but really then there's no, there's no input or uh, advice that mm-hmm. goes along with that. Right. And yeah. so it is more of a do-it-yourself scenario. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and most of the advertisements today, which are focusing on cost, don't really have any uh, capacity to prove or provide or show what the outcome is going to be. Right. And so, you know, left our own devices, you know, you're listening today, you're trying to gather information to make decisions about your investments, about your tax planning, about everything. And financial planning comes down, there's six disciplines and investment planning is one of those six disciplines. So, um, it's an important piece and it's important to understand what you're paying and you want, um, transparency and you want clarity in terms of what, what it is and what mm-hmm. it's costing. And then, um, but what we've been able to demonstrate over time is that the outcome, your actual result, as you look at your net worth growing a year after year or over the course of time, how much more your net worth is going to be when we don't just focus on cost. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> and that can involve so many different areas. It could be um, tax planning. It could be part of your investment planning, et cetera. Um, so, and a lot of the commercials they talk about, well, there was one, I think they talked about that the investment advisor was retiring. Right. He was going yes. to be handing over. To his new. Uh, handing yeah, over. Yeah, the, yeah, I saw that. I'm going to be handing over your investments to. His little um, kid. To Ruth <laughs> or who, yeah, whoever <laughs> it is. And, but the key thing is that I'm handing over your investments. Yes. Because really all they're saying is that I've been monitoring your investments or I've been helping you with your investments and you've been paying a lot for that. Yeah. And so an alternative is uh, handle it yourself, right? And, and pay a lot less. Right. And so for you as an individual, you have to decide what outcome am I getting? And I just read, I was away on holidays and I was reading, it's still about financial planning. Yeah. And one Way of the, to take that vacation, I know, one of, the interesting, <laughs> one of the interesting articles I read was the impact 
uh, what December did and that market downturn that we had in December. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways to understand how people are reacting or responding when you're just dealing, dealing with this perhaps on your own is in that market downturn, there was a net exit. So money left the ETF world, the mm -hmm. exchange traded fund, the low cost do-it-yourself investments in the equity area, the stock type area, there was uh, negative outflows of about $32 million in Canada, $32 million in Canada. Whereas, you know, the previous December, there was inflows of, of like 600 million. Mm -hmm. So people, people were taking money out when the market was down. Right. And, and just out of curiosity, Andy, how many clients took money out because the market was down in December for you? Zero. Yeah. And I, I had zero. Now, how many people called you saying, well, the market's down? What do you think? We had questions, you know, we right. had, but even fewer of that yeah. because um, one of the things that's so important is to understand or educate people about the volatility of their investments yeah, yeah. and understanding that there, it's never a straight line. We know that. Yeah. But, and that's easy to forget. Right, it, because emotion and the, the the fear or the the the, the anxiety around a market downturn, be, you know, becomes quite <laughs> to the point where people start to lose sleep. They're not sure what to do, and they want they want advice. Plus, these commercials are assuming that these mothers and fathers and people who are do-it-yourselfers know as much about this as a financial planner does or anybody who's in this in the financial right, industry. Right, right. And, and again, you guys have talked many times about wills, whatever, and it's, it's, it's just not top of mind for people. It's something that they push off. That's right. So yeah. if, are you going to take something that you push off and do it yourself? If, I mean, can you build a garage? Are you going to call someone <laughs> to do that? If you have a, a very small portfolio, say 25000 <clears> and you make a 10% mistake, ah, $2,500 mistake. Still... A yeah. lot of money for them, but mm -hmm. it's 2500 If you have a 10% mistake on a million-dollar portfolio, yeah. that an advisor could have stopped that from happening. For example, as Andy just said, taking money out the wrong time. Yeah. Perhaps not taking out money while you at lower tax brackets and yeah. leaving money to the government at 53%. Yeah. And it ends up, your, your net worth ends up being down tremendously because of those mistakes. Yeah. And it says, you know, what is actually less, what is actually less expensive yeah. at the, in the long run? Yeah. Good advice? Or cheap investments. Well, to me, these remind me of like Home Depot spots. You know, I don't call it plumber. You can put that toilet in yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That might mm -hmm. be easy. This huh. is something. I end up calling a plumber eventually anyway. I <laughs> 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 well, see two jobs, one to fix what I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, one to and put in the right. toilet. Yeah. But, but that goes back to Don's comment too, is that if you had a small portfolio or that the the potential loss or outcome of a loss isn't going to be great, yeah, yeah. then you're probably, you might be willing just to do it on your sure. own. But the more complex it gets or the bigger the project gets, you know, how yeah. much of that are you going to take mm -hmm. on yourself? Mm -hmm. And so, I, I, I mean- I, that's why I'm. That's why I'm. I'm sort of patting the back on the back our listeners because I think they're an intelligent group, mm -hmm. and many of them might be able to do this on their own, and a lot of it. Um, but because you don't do it every day, yeah, uh, and you don't see all the or different follow it every day, or follow, or just but all the different yeah. scenarios or yeah. options that exist out there, because you you know you're familiar with your own option. You might talk to your friends a little bit about it or your family, but you know we see hundreds of scenarios mm -hmm. that have 
um, overlap that might apply to you that are strategies or uh, analogies that we can use to help keep you and guide you on the right direction. So um, a lot of things aren't needing to do with the actual investments. This is the key part is the tax planning. Should you take your Canada pension plan early? Should you delay it? What about old age security? What about income splitting? There's so many questions. we, We open up the, you see the onion and you know, yeah. there's another leaf and yeah. another one and another one. It's just this Pandora's box. Yeah. And, and to me, that's where the value is as a customer mm-hmm. of you guys is that whatever you're doing in your life financially, you can call you guys up and get an opinion. Yes. And, you know, whether it's purchasing a, a piece of land somewhere, whether it's going on a vacation, whether it's buying a new car, whether it's insurance. I mean, these things are all related. So to take one aspect or one spoke of that wheel and and remove yeah. that and do it just as yourself, I don't know. If that's the case, then you should be a financial planner. Yeah. And, like and if you're that out, good, you know, then do it. And likely yeah. will end up costing you a lot more yeah. than that small difference in advisory fee. And that's you know, a good you're point. You're talking, you guys always come in here and talk about people who don't have time to do this or, or neglect or, or procrastinate mm-hmm. or whatever. So you've got to keep your eye on this ball all the time it's if easy, you're going to do it. It's easy to skip over something yeah. or, or miss something or, it, it, you know, and, and so again, we're coming back to their six disciplines to financial planning. And what we're talking about is this one discipline about investments yeah. and, and managing that. So again, it's an important piece. It's a big component yeah. of it, but it, um, it's the, the added value of those other five pieces that really help you with your outcome. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. One of the, um, um, one of the products that's been very successful for us as an investment product is something we called our, call our iProfile. Mm-hmm. And iProfile is a, um, if you want to call it like an ETF, but we call them pooled funds. So these are a hybrid, a mutual fund um, in the context of that. But it, it basically allows us to create a pool of, of money and be able to then go out and hire the best in class people to be able to manage certain components of it. Yeah. And just in terms of, of transparency, the, the basic cost or the MER, management expense ratio for this type of product, and this would be for uh, an individual, we'll call it a balanced portfolio, which would have 40% of the money in fixed income, so the sort of more conservative, stable piece, 60% in equity or stocks, and the total cost would be about 0.468%, 0.468%. And I went online to Questrade, which is one of these commercials, to see what are they charging, and they're charging 0.42%. So that's an uh, MER and then an ETF fee um, for a total of 0.42%, and I don't know if that includes HST. So if we add HST to this 0.468, we come out to uh, 0.53%. And so we're off by maybe 0.06 or 0.08% between what... Quest Trade is charging, and we're what we're what we're, what we're charging. Yeah. So, but so Between this is expert advice and a do it yourself. Well, no, so this is no advice, mm. right? Oh, I'm sorry. So yes. yeah. no advice. Yeah. So we're just simply you're just simply getting a product right. because you want low cost, right? Something right. with its low cost with no advice. Mm-hmm. So now you add the advice, and the advice is typically going to be about one point anywhere from one percent up to about one point three percent, depending on the size mm-hmm. of your portfolio. The more you have, the less it's going to cost. There's no doubt about that. So. 
the value then, or the advisory fee, is the fee that's paid to IG Private Wealth, and Don and I are paid out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can also be tax deductible if it's um, a non-RSP type of account. So the basic all-in type of cost um, for uh, our services, again, is that point. 5% 5% roughly, including HST for the investment, and then about 1% for the advice. Mm-hmm. So 1.5% in total. So then you have to weigh, well, what's, am I going to come out 1% ahead mm-hmm. with the advice over time or more? And time and time again, we can demonstrate to people that their outcome, what you end up with in terms of your net worth down the road, is significantly higher than that even. It's Mm -hmm. multiples of that. Mm -hmm. And so that's where they fall back in these commercials that they tell you about one part of it but they don't tell you what the outcome is going to be. How right. do you, what do you actually end up with at yeah. the end of the day? And so this high profile product that is um, an important part, component of what we do, I just want to go through how much is involved and what the disciplines are behind this. And the, the investment world has been changing. There's no doubt about that. And so we're sort of at the forefront with this particular product in the number of different ways. And the, the, the key thing is just trying to understand or getting access to the best in class expertise. Right. Who are the smartest people out there that have uh, the, the capacity and the skill and the track record to produce higher returns with lower risk? Mm-hmm. So we call these a, a higher risk adjusted return. So what that means is you're getting a higher, higher return, but with less volatility. Right. So there are less ups and downs with a higher return, it's a perfect scenario, mm-hmm. right? You want, that's obviously what we're always trying to do from day one. Um, and then what Don and I will do is we will monitor that mix of investments. So I was talking about a 60-40 type of mix, and we will understand or take a look at to see how far off your mix might be. And we might give advice and recommendations to rebalance your portfolio from time to time, depending on tax implications and depending on um, the timing in the market, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about a portfolio today, it's you're either probably focused on growth, you still want your money to grow, yeah. or you're focused on income, you're retired and you're looking to generate income for yourself, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a blend of both. And so the type of portfolio that you're going to end up with is going to be dictated a little bit from that perspective. Uh, and, and so what we did is we create five different pools. Mm-hmm. And the five pools are our um, fixed income pool, which is all your investments that are could be bonds, real estate, mortgages, corporate bonds, government bonds, international bonds, et cetera. So that's all your fixed income type investments. And then we get into equities and you would have emerging markets, international stocks, U.S. stocks, and Canadian stocks. And there's also a money market class. But Mm -hmm. those five pools then allow us the building blocks to create a portfolio, which is designed to either be growth, income, uh, a blend, Mm -hmm. and then... um, also properly diversified geographically. And then what we then look at too is the steps to understand the diversification within that. And that's going to be style, market capitalization, and geography. 
And we're going to come back and talk more about it, I know. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. Check out the website at andyanddon.com or you can give them a call now. Leave a message. They'll return your call. 905-529-7165. We're talking about cost versus outcome. So we're trying to compare or get a help, help listeners understand the difference between owning an ETF or um, we've heard Wealth Simple or Questrade. There's a number of different companies out there that are really pushing a low cost alternative, mm-hmm. and um, and we have low cost alternatives. The the issue around low cost means you have no advice, mm. and in general, when you talk to any of I those, wasn't even aware you guys offered that. Yeah, I mean, we it's. When we talk to our uh, prospective clients about the cost versus outcome, almost always people come back to they prefer outcome. Mm -hmm. When they understand or they actually delve into it enough to see, okay, here's what the costs are. They're basically the same. But I'm really looking for outcome. And what's most important to me is reaching my goals and getting to where I want to go and being in a better position Mm -hmm. with a, a, a more confident retirement uh, and a more successful retirement versus just focusing in on cost. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the other thing is quite interesting with the ETF. How often will an ETF beat the market? Mm. Never. It cannot beat the market because what it's doing is represents the market. So if the market does, let's say last year was a negative 8% year in the Canadian market as an example, well, then there's a cost to own that ETF. So then you take that off. So it actually lost, say, minus 8.5%. So it's always going to be a half percent under the market. Mm -hmm. And so an active manager could beat the market some years. It may actually even outperform ETFs. But uh, what they say in these commercials, they're always assuming we're going to do poorer than they are because their costs are less. But the rate of returns could actually be greater in a managed portfolio. But they never assume that. They just make it assume, well, the costs are less and they're assuming everything else is the same and that the return will be simply whatever the return of the market is, less the fees of, 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 of investing. How cranky do you guys get when you're watching these spots and then the <laughs> financial advisor across the desk doesn't come up with this sort of stuff? He just sits and goes, well, <laughs> oh, okay, <that's> see you <laughs> later. <laughs> that's the best part. You're right. There's no Perhaps rebuttal. you have the bad financial planner there. <laughs> We're not bringing this up or challenging you. Uh, well, it, it, and I was just coming back to talking about uh, a, a product that we use called iProfile. And of course, buying any product, you, you know, t- today the regulators require us to send you a fund facts, which gives you all the details. We talked about the transparency around fees, et cetera. And when you come to, when you're building an investment and uh, an ETF and even a managed ETF where they try and make some uh, a shift to the investments, and that tends to cost a little more as well, um, are different than what we're trying to do here with our iProfile product. And the key thing around iProfile is that we're trying to provide proper diversification, and proper diversification includes uh, value type investments, growth type investments. It includes investments uh, based on market capitalization. So there's small companies, mid-sized companies, large companies. And but when you look at all of that, plus the geographic diversification that I talked about, the different um, geographic areas around the world. So there's a process in place that we use to identify who are the best people 
in the world to be able to manage each of those little segments that I talked about. So the first thing that we do, step one, is identifying all the potential asset managers for each of those asset classes. So we scan the universe available to identify those prospective candidates and we begin a review and a screening process. Step two is to assess the asset manager using a what we call a quantitative criteria. So we per, their performance against a benchmark. How have they been doing? Do they have a sound portfolio of construction? Um, what has been the portfolio characteristics they've been using? And what about the risk analysis? How volatile have they been over time? Step three is to assess the, each of those prospective asset managers using uh, qualitative criteria. So have they been successful and thorough in their, in their philosophy? Have they have, uh, what's their overall experience and stability of the organization? Are they diversified in terms of their expertise? Do they have a low turnover in terms of their personnel? Uh, and what's the depth of research that they have as well? And step four is the monitoring and adjusting as necessary. So we continue to review each of these asset managers' performance against those benchmarks. We have a formal review process where we have specified interviews, which are typically quarterly, to understand are they still meeting the objectives that we're looking for. And then we have an asset manager replacement process if the performance becomes a concern. And it's kind of like a a red light, yellow light, green light scenario in terms of their performance. So when we broke that down into who have we actually picked today, some of the best managers in the world, uh, and I'll read through a few of them just to give you an idea. So one is BlackRock, and BlackRock today is a leading global asset manager. They manage almost $6 trillion U.S. dollars on behalf of investors around the world. They're headquartered in New York, but they operate in 30 countries and 70 cities around the world. Um, Jaroslawski Fraser, a Canadian name, they manage about $39 billion for institutions here in Canada, pension managers, etc. That's an interesting point, Andy, is a lot of these times you cannot go and get these managers on your own anyway, because mm. they're not a retail, you just can't buy it. Right. You, they have to be part of a pension fund mm-hmm. that offers them, or in our case, the side profile. And I just talked about a four-step process. And, and do you are you going to be able to go in and interview BlackRock yeah. and yes. review their quarterly performance mm. in terms of your investment portfolio? Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah. Uh, JP Morgan Asset Management, uh, world's lar- one of the world's largest asset management and the global leader. Uh, they're managing over $2.6 trillion U.S. around the world. Uh, we have McKenzie Financial, a Canadian company here, managing $65 billion in assets. We have PIMCO. PIMCO is one of the world's premier fixed income investment managers. They manage about $2 trillion in assets, 14 offices around the globe, 2,300 professionals within the organization uh, doing research, etc. Putnam Investments is another one. Um, and again, another uh, big, big U.S. investment money manager, world global asset manager with $170 billion in assets. So we have picked the best in class for each of these areas. We continue to monitor the process. And uh, and when it comes back to you as an individual, then we can get into a sort of customized tax-efficient approach to how we build an I-profile investment for you as well. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can call them now and leave a message at 905-529-7165 and take a peek at their website at andyanddon.com. <clears throat> 
That's andyanddon.com. We're talking about Canada pension plan critics and uh, why they're wrong. Yes, it's uh, you know what they they've improved Canada pension plan lately. It's just <clears throat> kicking in this year mm-hmm. where they've increased your contributions. Right. So what what we're finding is some of the small business owners are getting advice that well instead of paying yourself a salary pay yourself a dividend. Mm-hmm. And that way you don't have to contribute to that terrible Canada pension plan. Mm. And you know, it's costing you so much. And also, um, unfortunately, you will not also be able to put money into RSPs right. because it's not considered earned income. But that's besides the point. That's just a sidebar. And I look at this and, and I'm actually going out and telling clients, small business owners, the exact opposite. There's a lot of value in a Canada pension plan. And I look at it as a, as a building block of your retirement. We do have your old age security. Well, that's if you are earning less than 76000 a year, where you get, so you don't get any clawbacks, so you'll get X amount, it's about $607 a month at 65. And you can put that off till 70, if it makes sense. But Canada Pension Plan has been in a really good model on how to get people to save for retirement, because you have no choice. Mm-hmm. If you are working somewhere, or even if you're self-employed, as long as you're getting a salary, you have to pay into Canada Pension Plan. And the employers and the employees have to pay into this. So they are going to be gradually rising over the next seven years. Mm -hmm. So you're going to feel the pain a little bit more every year. So in the full benefits, the people that actually will get the the first year that they finally get the full benefits of this uh, increase in contributions will be 2065. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So... We will not see a whole lot of this. That means we're out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a way. Back to the first segment. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, much I will be 102. Yeah. yeah. And according to my last yeah, segment, what was your percent? that's was about chan- 7% chance. Ooh, that's Maybe accurate. less, actually. Don't I can like go back and look at that, but Sorry. it won't be high. Um, I think you're in the negatives. So. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you're a critic of Canada Pension Plan. Uh, yeah. No, no, I like it. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually. So... Um, so the maximum right now, maximum in 2008 is 13,000. This is the amount you could collect, $13,610 a year, which works out to 1134 a month. Now in 2008 dollars, so in today's dollars, if you contribute this extra layer of Canada Pension Plan, you'll get another $7,140 a year. Mm-hmm. So your grand total will be 20750 a year in today's dollars, albeit in 2065 right. for those people. So your kids, when they retire, they will have this income. Now you look at that and says, well, 11, that works out to 1729 a month. So you've gone from 1134 to 1729 a month. That's a 52% increase, mm. okay? Now with the longevity, the increases in longevity and people are living longer, as we talked about, there's a I mean, lot of- into 120 by no, then. No kidding, no <laughs> kidding. So you can delay your Canada pension plan till 70. And you'll get a 42% increase. Mm-hmm. And that work turns out to practically a 30000 per year pension in today's dollars. Okay? And that's 2455 a month. So if you had two, you and your spouse, both had this full, contributed fully to a Canada pension plan, you're getting practically $5,000 a month mm-hmm. today in today's dollars. That's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, and I'm a big fan of the Fraser Institute, but in this case... I think they've they've gone a little uh, overboard because they, they really like people to just have full control mm-hmm. of their finances and not contribute to this because they've looked at the return of Canada Pension Plan and it works out to a 2.5% return, which they consider meager mm-hmm. in their words. And I look at that and say, yeah, it's not the best, 2.5%, but it's definitely better than a GIC. Mm-hmm. 
because you're going to actually run out of money if you had it in a guaranteed area. And this is guaranteed. The, C the CPP, right now, it will not run out for 75 years today. And they're going to keep adding to it. Right. So it's well-funded. It insulates people from mistakes. And Andy was talking about that earlier, about people selling in December mm -hmm. and doing the wrong things. So people's returns are actually a lot lower than they think because they'd make a lot of errors. They get too greedy or they get too, too scared. Um, it does, you don't have to worry about running out. You can live to 120, like you said, because it'll continue going right to the end of your life. Yeah. And there's also the possibility of a survivor benefit. If your spouse does not collect a full amount, he or she would get survivor benefits of that. You don't have to worry about the stock market. It's just a nice check shows up every day. It's just like the teacher's pension or, yeah. or police officer's pension or nurse's pension. It's adjusted for inflation too. So you do have it indexed all the way through. So that, there's a lot of benefits with CPP. And so you look at performance of investments, and if you were a conservative investor, you still have to have 25% in the stock market, and your rate of return would be forecasted about 3.2%. Mm. If you're moderate, you'd be 50-50. That's a 3.9% return. Even if you're an aggressive investor in retirement, 75% in stocks, 25% fixed income, there's a, you're making 4.7%. Certainly better than the two and a half, but there's risk with this. Yeah. Okay. And you also have that sequence of return risk that we talked about earlier, that if you retired and you have some negative years right off the beginning, well, you can't, your, your portfolio could have gone down a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you do have to manage that. This is the nice thing. So right now in Canada, two thirds of people do not have pensions and therefore uh, like a defined benefit plan. So they have to have some kind of pension. And this is why they have done this. I'm not a, I, I always like people saving. But if you were to have this extra dollars in your pocket, the Fraser Institute basically says they would save this extra money. We know that. Andy and I work with people every day. You might be the 5% of people might save that extra dollar. Yeah. The 95% would spend most of that or some of that. And therefore, they wouldn't have as much as that, that money in the Canada Pension Plan. So... What I'm looking at is we have to look after the 95% and not the 5%. And that's not the real world. So we look after the ones that it's your pension. It's part of your overall net worth. It will give you carefree money every month. And so that's why I'm a, a big fan of it. This, along with all the other things that Andy and I provide, will get you to retirement. Anyone want to add into that for the next 20 seconds? <laughs> you can. All right, we'll <laughs> there take you it go. from here. We have been planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox have been here from IG Private Wealth Management. You can check out their website at andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon, all one word, .com. There you can listen to old shows or ask a question via the listener inquiry button. Also, give them a call right now. Leave a message. They'll return your call during business hours. 905-529-7165. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Scott. Take care.